Hey friend, have we got a treat for you. If you have not yet tried one of our audio or video products, you are missing out on entertaining and powerful ways to make a difference in either you or someone else's life. Check out one of the Dubmax samples and be ready to be surprised. Give it a try today. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's presentation. Dubmax graduated from a local college with a degree in psychology. He is an author, keynote speaker, and had spent over a decade at a local medical college teaching brain science. From there, he became trained as a certified hypnotherapist and now creates revealing and instructional self-help books, courses, and self-help audio hypnosis trainings available on our website. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show as I now introduce the host of What If Podcast Show, Here's Doug Mack. When we are alone, we turn to many distractions as a means of escaping feelings of idleness or boredom. But the main thing we wish to stay away from is loneliness. Why? Because in brain science, it is in our nature to avoid pain and constantly look for pleasure, commonly known in psychology as the pain-pleasure principle. In our minds, many times, if we are truly alone, and here comes the most important part, if we truly don't want to be alone, that causes pain, the very pain that we want to avoid, so we spend even more painful moments worrying about how to avoid or deal with the loneliness. Solitude does not have to be alienating or lonesome. In fact, Solitude and loneliness are distinctly separate. The death of a loved one or the inability to find people who understand you can leave you feeling isolated. Webster's Dictionary plainly describes loneliness as being without companions. It's natural to experience an emptiness while longing for love or acceptance. Loneliness is therefore an emotive state that can be experienced whether or not one is actually physically alone. A gentleman named Geoffrey F. Fisher said, in cities, no one is quiet, but many are lonely. In the country, people are quiet, but few are lonely. So what is it about being alone that scares us? Do not be spooked by the unfamiliarity of silence. Silence can be an amazing thing. It teaches you truly how to listen. It teaches you to pay attention to what's going on inside of you. Only when we're alone can we have the space and the peace we need to think without being outwardly influenced. It therefore becomes easier to make important decisions as well as identify whatever feelings are culminating within. When you're alone, you can get in touch with yourself so that you can make conscious decisions rather than simply react to emotions. Appreciate the time you have to yourself. Let the peace and understanding you find better equipped you for the stress of today's world. When you feel lonely, it seems that loneliness is the truth of your whole existence. You may have experienced love and friendly good times just yesterday, 
but now it seems you must have been kidding yourself. Today's loneliness, because it's so familiar, seems to be the only reality. It must be real, you think, because it hurts so much. But although loneliness is so very painful, it's not real at all. Loneliness is only fear in disguise. It's a fear of not being connected to anything or anyone. Here in the present moment, you are always okay. Even if you feel disconnected, that's just a feeling. You are okay. What makes you hurt is the fear that you'll never feel connected again. What makes you hurt is that you're living in the future, which disconnects you from yourself right now. The proof of this is that loneliness is not about you singularly. It can also happen when you're in a room full of people. In fact, when the voice of fear gets your attention in a room full of people, you'll have one of the loneliest experiences in your life. There are six billion people on this planet. Feeling alone is not about the absence or presence of other people. It's about you being present for your own life. You may be the only person in the room while you're, you're with me right now, yet not feel lonely really at all. That's because you're engaged in this particular moment, focused on what is in front of you right now, what you're listening to right now, what you're reading right now. So you are connected to yourself. As long as you stay in the moment, you get a reprieve from fear. Even right now as you and I are communicating, which means that you and I are sharing an experience of communion as you and I are sharing time with each other. When you enjoy a walk in a park, you may not see another person for miles, yet you can enjoy the park knowing that you are in an integral part of the natural order of things. Many of us think we are hurting because of loneliness, and we think that if we find the right person, he or she will take us to a place called love. But I have a friend who says that the trick is to actually switch that around. There's nothing wrong with wanting friendship and romance, but it won't take you specifically anywhere soon. You must first go to the place of love where it exists already and meet the people who, like you, are already there. So how do you go to that place of love that Doug Mike's talking about? You behave like someone who's in love. You sing to yourself in the shower. You take wonderful care of yourself. You look for opportunities to be of service to other people because you realize that brings you happiness. You don't just sit around waiting for others to do for you, but you graciously allow them to give to you because you know it adds to their happiness. Now let's talk about the times of the year when being alone seems to affect us the most. Holidays. Being alone is a challenge for many people. We already know that. This challenge may loom especially large during the holidays if you are single or newly divorced, or maybe you're a, a widow or widower. 
and especially without family around you. Holidays are a time to share love and many people end up feeling depressed when they do not have people around with whom to share the joys and memories of holidays. If you are in the situation, what can you do to make the holidays joyous rather than depressing? The key phrase here is share love. Too often people think in terms of getting love rather than giving it and sharing that love. They don't realize that it is the act of giving their love that is so fulfilling. Here's a story about a lady I'll call Susie to protect her real identity. She had grown up very lonely in an emotionally distant family with parents who did not freely give their love and relatives who also were kind of cold and distant. She had married an emotionally distant man and after several years of more loneliness, had decided to leave him. This was her first holiday season alone. Susie decided that she was not going to be alone and lonely again this holiday season. She did some research on service agencies that needed volunteers and discovered a woman's shelter in her area for women and their children who were hiding from physically abusive husbands. The shelter was badly in need of funds for food, which Susie didn't have. But what she did have was the time to help gather food. Each day after her job as a secretary, Susie went around to the markets in her area until she found some willing donations to help prepare and give Thanksgiving dinners for the mothers and their children. Then, on Thanksgiving Day, she spent her time at the shelter cooking, decorating, serving, and having Thanksgiving dinner with these brave women who had left their abusive husbands to save themselves and their children. It was the best Thanksgiving she ever had by choosing to share her love with people who needed her. She felt filled with love. Susie had such a fulfilling experience that she found a small part-time job in addition to her regular job so that she could afford to buy presents for the children at the shelter for Christmas. She had such fun buying presents for the kids and watching their, their joyous little faces as they opened them on Christmas Day. She felt anything but alone and lonely. Here's one last story. Let's call this man Edwin. Edwin was single, had been an only child to parents who were no longer alive, and had no really close relatives that would visit him or visit them, visit him often during the week. His business did not give him much opportunity to make friends because he had an online business. Edwin had spent many lonely holidays feeling isolated and depressed decided a few years ago to do something about it. Edwin loved animals. As a child, his dog had been his main connection with love. After some research, Edwin discovered that there was a wonderful animal shelter within a half hour of his home, a shelter that loved and cared for animals and didn't euthanize them. Edwin started to volunteer one day, a week, and then the weekends 
cleaning, feeding, playing with the puppies and the kittens, helping to interview people who wanted to adopt a pet, and getting to know the other volunteers. He found that he really connected with the people who volunteered there. Many of them were loving people who were deeply devoted to caring for animals. As his friendships developed, he found that he had a new sense of family centered around that shelter. Thanksgiving and Christmas were now sometimes spent with the other volunteers who did not have families, and sometimes with the families of some of the volunteers. Edwin's life had become full and fulfilling. And you know what? The last I heard, he was dating a woman who also volunteered at the animal shelter. No matter what your life situation is, you can always share your love with others. Instead of feeling alone and lonely this holiday season, open your heart to giving. There are many people and animals out there who would welcome your love. This is Doug Mack.